and welcome to Nerdy Last Week. I am your host, Short Nerdy Guy. Uh, as always, this is being recorded on a iPad and Beat headphones. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully, you had a safe and wonderful Thanksgiving if you are in the States. If you are listening outside under the other countries, uh, hope you had a great last week. I took Thanksgiving off to, you know, chill, reflect, and um, eat a bunch of food uh, in front of uh, my laptop. Because, yeah, I'm trying to be safe and, you know, do safe things. But, this week I'm here, uh, we got a crap ton of news, and uh, we, uh, a thought ran through my head. Throughout this whole thing that's been going on with this global bastard, uh, I've had often fantasized of living in the woods. Like, not living in the woods. Well, first it started with, like, living in, like, it started with, like, is there an Airbnb where I can spend a weekend in, like, a... uh, how do I put this in a, um, not, uh, tattoo, but, uh, indoor. Like, it, it was there a place where I could Airbnb a treehouse that looks like indoor treehouse for, like, a weekend to get away from, you know, all the noise and everything and not have Wi-Fi. I don't need Wi-Fi. All I would, would want in that would a TV and a VCR or a TV and a Blu-ray player. That's all I would need. Um, then, that kind of, as you know, as we kind of keep going, uh, it morphed into more of a, maybe not an indoor type treehouse. What about uh, a, uh, a small cabin in the middle of the woods? Because uh, I was also following, I've been following... Uh, this cabin, oh man, I, there's a bunch of people that build tiny cabins, and I follow Sarah Underwood on Instagram, uh, because she's cool, and her boy, her boyfriend, I think her boyfriend, boyfriend makes these amazing cabins, and they live a pretty dope life, where they wake up they're in the middle of the woods. Uh, they still have, you know, they have each other. They have great camera. They have all of the amenities that you would need to live a simple life. You know, refrigerator, counter space, uh, great music, a shower, you know, food. You know, eating food and a little bit of entertainment. That's all you kind of really need, you know. But then that kind of just morphed into like, well, maybe if I could just like live in an actual size cabin, but have some, have Wi-Fi, able to have Wi-Fi, but still live in the woods and still, you know, live a simple life. And when I say, I, you know, simple life in the way of like not being out in, you know, the hustle and bustle of you know, the world, and 
not necessarily being out in the country, but not necessarily being in a city as well. Just, you know, plainly in the deep woods and just chilling by myself for like a good, you know, just for, you know, just, I don't know. That's where my mind was for uh, a couple of, couple of times in this year, but those are nice fantasies to just, you know, help ease my mind, but anyways, that's, you know, my mind is a jumble of random thoughts and me rambling forever, but let's get to some news. Daredevil is, the rights to Daredevil is now back with uh, Marvel, and there is a lot of people online telling Marvel what they should do and how they should connect, uh, you know, how they should connect Daredevil to the MCU or how to connect uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, uh, who played a great kingpin, how to bring him into the MCU. There's a lot of, like, uh, fans that, you know, write fan fiction or, or there's a lot of fans that have predictions, um, there's all those. There's always those people who are like, "Hey, here's how the Punisher season three is going to happen." They come up with great ideas, but at the same time, I think when Marvel decides to do Daredevil, they're going to do it their way, and they're not going to. They're going to listen to the fans a little bit, but not to the point of like, "All right, you want Charlie Cox back? We'll get him back." That's that's not how that really goes, but. I would love Charlotte Cox to come back as Daredevil. I would love Vincent D'Onofrio to come back as Kingpin and have him and Tom Holland somehow, you know, clash together. Because that would be amazing. Have uh, him and uh, the Punisher clash again. Or or have Daredevil, Tom, you know, Daredevil, Tom Holland, Spider-Man, and the Punisher all somehow clash together. That would be amazing. But we're going to have to wait and see how Marvel and the MCU actually does that with that TV show. Because right now, the TV shows that we have slated, uh, WandaVision comes out in January. Uh, we got Hawkeye. Uh, yeah, we got Hawkeye show, which has looked really good. They're going for the whole Matt Fraction kind of universe uh, kind of feel. With Kate Bishop in it as well, which is going to be uh, freaking amazing. So, they do listen. Fans do listen. It's just, they've already have a plan in place on where to, uh, you know, where to put that stuff. So, let's, you know, let's see what happens where, uh, what they do with Daredevil. I'm pretty sure they're going to make Daredevil uh, pretty cool. Um, I mean... And speaking of, like I said, Hawkeye, there are, uh, they are filming Hawkeye right now. Like I said, they're doing the, uh, it looks like they're doing, <coughs> excuse me, let me get this water. Before I die. Ugh. It looks like they're going to be doing, they're going to use the Matt Fraction type Hawkeye. I apologize. I 
had a cough drop and it didn't really had a cough drop in my mouth and I thought it would dissolve before I started recording it didn't and so now you're getting this bunch of crunching noises in yours I apologize wholeheartedly but that's what I was choking on so anyways like I said Jeremy Renner Hawkeye uh, Kate Bishop they're doing a Matt Fraction style where he is in he is in New York. Uh, apparently, it takes place like two to three years after Endgame. So uh, there's also been pictures popping up of like teasers and stuff. Uh, so if you want to go and spoil, you want to see those spoiled pictures, you can go and look it up. But I'm not going to tell you what year this will take place. You'll have to check it out. Uh, but it looks great. I like the Matt Fraction uh, vision that they're going for because in the Matt Fraction comic books there was one issue where it literally was just the dog. The dog was the entire issue until the ending where the dog comes back upstairs and finds Clint just passed out on the couch, just chilling on the couch. And he asks the dog, huh, where you been all day? And then, the, you know, that issue ends. It was an entire issue of the dog's perspective. And it was a great issue. I thought it was a great issue. So, th to hear that the Hawkeye show is going in that way, it's, it's going to be a great show. It's going to have Kate Bishop in it. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait. And going on to, uh, you know, going over to uh, the village part of New York uh, and talking about Doctor Strange. Uh, the director said that uh, the Spider, let's see here, says that the all of the Spider-Man movies are part of the MCU. So the director for Doctor Strange claims that all of the Spider-Man movies, like, uh, the Sam Raimi ones with uh, Tobey Maguire, the ones with Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland are somehow all connected into the MCU due to the uh, multiverse theory that Doctor Strange was uh, is going to uh, play with in the Doctor Strange's Multitude of Madness type movie. So, they keep looting and teasing... And not confirming that maybe Garfield and uh, Maguire are going to show up in Holland's uh, third movie. And if you keep up with the Spider-Man news, you know that there's a whole bunch of things that they keep bringing up that makes this movie sound amazing, but yet at the same time, too much. Like, we already have a... We already have uh, a... Jamie Foxx's Electro. Then they're talking about uh, having Holland, Maguire, and Garfield in the same movie. And then also people are saying that uh, the Sinister Six is going to be in it. Um, some are saying that you can bring uh, Daredevil's Kingpin into this movie. Um, some saying that there. Uh, that Miles Morales could be in this movie, that there could be a live-action Miles Morales showing up in this movie, 
it, it's it sounds all amazing but if we want to make this a great spider-man movie we can't spider-man we can't toby Maguire spider-man 3 this because it, it won't make sense it's gonna you're gonna have too many storylines going all off at once it's it's no it's not gonna work we need to stick to we stick to one villain and maybe one other hero showing up and let it play out from there. We can't do too many villains or, or too many hints to more villains or too many heroes. It's, it's, it's just going to be too convoluted into one movie. So let's, let's, again, one villain at a time, maybe some hints at another villain, and then maybe one extra hero at a time. So that's uh, easy. Easy, let's ease into it and make this a, uh, look, I'm all for a live action Miles Morales to show up. I'm all for Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield Spider-Man to show up in this movie. But that's... You're getting into a whole different movie then. You're getting into like a Spider-Verse movie as opposed to just another Spider-Man movie. Uh, also remember that uh, Doctor Spider-Man is supposed to be in Doctor Strange. So there's a lot. So a lot that there's a lot of moving parts that would have to make this a great, you know, a great movie. So let's let's easy let's ease up and see what, you know, we can Let's see what the MCU comes out with. And, you know, with things going on right now, it's a, you know, it's an up and air type of situation. So, you know, let's, let's, let's see where it goes. And then we, well, uh, we will be excited. I don't know where else going with the end of that. It just kind of petered off. I apologize. But, uh, let's now talk about Black Lightning uh, ending, uh, CW's losing, CW went from, two years ago, went from having the, having some, like, great heroes made up, you know, we were talking like, there was Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, Black Lightning, Green Arrow, Batwoman, Supergirl, and then all the side characters, where it was just like, there was... Uh, I believe, well, there was the Ray, there was, you know, there was Red, there's all of them, uh, the Ray, Red Arrow, Mr. Terrific, uh, Batwoman, uh, Supergirl, uh, Legends, uh, not Legends, but the Legion, uh, Brainiac, uh, what else, uh, Superman, Lois, uh, you know, there was just like a slew of just great DC characters showing up in this uh, CW universe. And then with like Stargirl, you had, you know, you had new characters and stuff like that. So it was, it was great. But now we're only down to Legends of Tomorrow, The Flash. And that's about it. Because, uh... Supergirl season ends this year. Uh, Black Lightning season ends this year. 
There's no more arrow. There's, uh, yeah, it's just, it, that's it. There's, there's, we're getting Superman and Lois. Uh, I believe Stargirl moved over to HBO Max. Uh, Flash and Legends of Tomorrow and Supergirl. But Supergirl's not staying around. And Batwoman. We're getting a new season of Batwoman. But I hope that stays. Because we're getting a new Batwoman. And it looks like it's going to be dope. And, you know, but... I don't know. It's It was a good run. We had a good run with all of that, uh, that stuff. But, I mean, I don't know. It, it just seems like they all just kind of dismantled all at once without a real, like... It seems like after Infinity Crisis, the, the, the showrunners are like, that's it. We got, we can't, there's nothing else we can do. There's nothing else we can do without, uh without trying to pay too much money for more licensing. So, but, what are you going to do? All right, now, let's talk about, um, there's news that uh, the Batman show, why I don't, why, why it's going to be called the Batman show, I don't know why, because this is supposed to be again, uh, about the Gotham PD, but they say that the Batman show is going to be what Gotham should have been on Fox. So again, uh, when Gotham on Fox was first pitched, they were saying that it was going to be just a a police, like, like a law and order type of thing, but in Gotham. So let's hope that this is actually going to be a true thing and not another show that uh, goes, first episode is like, you know, oh, it's Gotham PD, blah, 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 blah. And then the next, you know, the next three episodes, it's like, oh, there's a mysterious guy wearing a bat costume walking around at night, you know, stopping the bad guys type of thing. Because that's not a Gotham PD show. That's essentially another Batman show. So, uh, <laughs> Oh, and for who is playing Kate Bishop is Haley Steinfeld. She was in Bumblebee, and now she's going to be Kate Bishop, which is a great choice. Uh, Warner Brothers has, I believe, released two days ago, uh, told everyone that all of their movies for 2021 are going to be released in theaters and on HBO Max. Simultaneously. So, if you have an HBO Max subscription, uh, there is about to be some great movies hitting your accounts with the coming year coming up. And if you don't feel safe about going to the movie theater still. I'm going to read off a couple of them and we'll go from there. Obviously, we know that Wonder Woman is going to show up on the 25th of December. Uh, then, on January 15th, 2021, the Mortal Kombat movie, which I I knew was happening, but I didn't know it would be this fast. Uh, the Tom and Jerry animated slash live action movie is coming uh, March 5th, 2021. Godzilla vs. King Kong, May 21st, 
the Heights in the Heights, uh, second Min, uh, Miranda's, I can't say his full name, I'm sorry. Uh, Moa, nope, see, I oh, know. Miranda, I'm just going to say Lynn Manuel, Lynn Manuel Miranda. Got it. Nailed it. Uh, his second, broad, uh, his second uh, Broadway play is now turning into a movie, which we were supposed to get in uh, May of this past year. Is coming June, 20, June 18th, 2021. Space Jam with LeBron James uh, is coming July 16th. Suicide Squad, August 6th. The Matrix 4, December 22nd. And those will all be on Disney, uh, not Disney. Those will all be on HBO Max streaming service and also supposedly supposed to be in theaters and on the same day. So, we'll see how that goes. I think that's a big move for HBO Max because Disney Plus has not made that transition yet. Uh, also, by the way, Mulan is free now on Disney Plus if you didn't want to pay for that. Uh, but I don't know. I will have to see what they do because uh, if they're if Mortal Kombat, <clears throat> if Wonder Woman and Mortal Kombat are both successful, then uh, a lot of other movie studios are going to have to uh, pull the trigger and start putting on the streaming services. Especially uh, Black Widow, because we have not seen... The last time we heard about Black Widow was last year uh, at San Diego Comic-Con. And we have not seen... We've gotten all the trailers. Uh, the toys in the marketing were sporadic. Uh, I remember Hot Topic getting their first wave of uh, Black Widow merchandise uh, a day, a day or two before we went into the first lockdown. So Black Widow has not had a great run. So either as Wonder Woman, but Wonder Woman is finally being uh, put on HBO Max on Christmas. So. Um, Isaac, Oscar Isaac is going to be playing Solid Snake in the Metal Gear movie. Let me say that one more time. Oscar Isaac, Poe Dameron, is going to be playing Solid Snake in a Metal Gear movie. How fucking amazing is that? you could not have picked a better person to make, in my opinion, a solid stink for a live-action movie. Now, there's probably going to be a lot of people thinking I'm an idiot, and I have no idea what I'm talking about. Partly yes, and partly no. I did play the first Metal Gear game, and then I just kind of petered off, but... I think Oscar Isaac would be a perfect solid snake, and I can't wait to see what happens. Now, let's get into one of our uh, new segments I like to call Wrestling Corner. Uh, I'll get a sound effect. There's just no free sound effects for that yet that I've looked up. All right. Uh, welcome to Wrestling Corner. Um, got a couple stories. One... Uh, a while, like a week ago, before Thanksgiving, Vince McMahon had a, uh, obviously, before Thanksgiving, The Undertaker retired. Now, 
there was reports that Vince McMahon had a very hard time letting go of this character because clearly The Undertaker is uh, dope and Vince McMahon doesn't want to lose money because, you know, he's Vince McMahon. He, want, he likes to make uh, money and likes to do his wrestling his way, which is starting to not go very well, in my opinion, in other people's in other people, other news, uh, newsy wrestling outlets are feeling the same way too, where it's, you're not really, there's no real big payoffs to a lot of the things that McMahon is coming up with, like Survivor Series this past, uh, before Thanksgiving, I believe. Um, what was, what was the point of that? Last year, Survivor Series was fantastic because you had Raw, SmackDown versus NXT. And, you know, you had NXT busting through the doors of Raw, and you had NXT busting through the doors of SmackDown and beating all of the Raw superstars and beating all of the SmackDown superstars. And then the Wednesday before Survivor Series, you had the Raw and the SmackDown people coming to NXT, and it was fantastic. It was great. And then you actually got to see that show, and it was, I thought, in my opinion, Survivor, that, that was a great Survivor Series. Because you had, like, the young, scrappy, energetic, you know, wrestlers against, you know, the WWE superstars. So it was great. Uh, you know, it was, you had Becky Lynch stopping by over at uh, NXT, you know, because she was, you know, one of the best women's wrestlers at that time. And she was looking for a challenge. And Rhea Ripley had just won that belt. Uh, her belt and it was it was amazing this past Survivor Series it was literally just Smackdown versus Raw and there was nothing there was no payoff at that series um, the only thing that was kind of great was uh, the New Day versus uh, the Street Profits uh I thought that was an amazing match because it was a wrestling match. It was, there was no real gimmicks. There was no real uh, choppy storyline just smashed together. Um, it was just, it was great. It was great wrestling. Uh, I thought it was great. And yeah. But then you had like the women's smack, uh, Survivor Series tag team match where they got, you know, Lana wins, but Lana wins out of a countout, and you know it's that was dumb. Uh, in the men's side, you had uh, Seth Rollins uh, sacrifice himself, and he was acting. He was you know talking like a crazy person and screaming for the greater good, and then let Sheamus just do his finishing move on him, and then pinned him, and he was out. Obviously, that was because uh, Seth Rollins is taking a, a break and he's going to be with Becky while they welcome the new child in. But the rest, it just, there was no, there was no point of it. So, uh, but, uh, yeah. So then, while he's trying, he's, you know, very hesitant to let the Undertaker character go, uh, there was also a... Uh, 
There was also rumors that he had put it, he was trying to, WWE was trying to file a new patent, a new trademark on the Dean Ambrose uh, name, which we know as John Moxley right now over at AEW, which is a way better persona, and he can show his wrestling prowess a lot better than he could have as Dean Ambrose. So, I I don't understand why you would WWE would just try to rapidly try to trademark uh, a name that a guy probably won't use again because he's on a better wrestling program where he's the champ slash ex champ. We'll get into that. So I don't know what what's going on there. Uh, let's see here. Then. Speaking of AEW, holy crap, can we talk about uh, the last dynamite that happened this past Wednesday? Uh, they made it to seem like it was a pay-per-view, and it was called Winter is Coming, where we had the, you know, that Diamond Battle Royale, uh, we, had, uh, we, we had Kenny Omega versus John Moxley for the championship, um, what else we had? Oh, we had um, Darby Allen and Cody Rhodes versus Team Taz, where motherfucking Stig showed back up, and he's signed like a multi-year contract with AEW, and he's on TNT, and he hasn't been on TNT for like 18 years, and now he's back, and his music was fucking amazing, um, and... You know, after the match with uh, Kenny Omega and John Moxley, uh, the, there was a, like a fourth ring announcer that was that dragged Kenny Omega all the way to a car and said, "Hey, you'll find all the details out on Tuesday on Impact Wrestling." And you're like, "Wait a minute, Impact Wrestling's on Tuesdays, Dynamite's on Wednesdays." And he's like, "You know, figure it out." And then they drove away. So which means. AEW and Impact Wrestling are working together, which means it is going to broaden the locker room and storylines to uh, make bigger, better storylines that crosses over from AEW into Impact, and then Impact crossing over to AEW. And then there's also rumors that uh, New New Japan Wrestling may also be working with Impact and AEW. And, I mean, if that's true, and if all these other wrestling organizations that are on TV somewhere else come together, then you could have, like, an actual, like, Survivor Series type of of pay-per-view. Because then you have brand after brand after brand versus each other. And that would mean so much more after the end on whoever wins that those that bragging rights and that moniker of like we're the best brand after that series means way more if this was to happen and have a lot more weight to it than Raw beating SmackDown. Because they, again, that happened 
maybe two weeks after they did the draft, so it doesn't really matter. But this is a, this is amazing because this just broadens, like the MCU. It's just opening the MCU up further and further as we go down the line. So now it's just AEW is opening the wrestling world up to more crossovers and to bigger storylines and to better dream matches and and to maybe better pay-per-views and you know better crossovers and just more talent facing more just a lot more talent facing each other and getting uh better matches as opposed to like you know, Impact having their own pay-per-views or AEW having their own pay-per-views or New Japan having their own pay-per-views. It's going to be great. If this is an actual thing, it's going to be fantastic and it's a great thing in the wrestling world to where we're going to be able to get just so many great storylines. And hopefully the tribalism stuff will die because this is just fantastic. You know, because it's like an end game type of thing where you see all the Marvel heroes that you've wanted to see so far working together and fighting Thanos. And we know down the line that we're going to get more people like the X-Men, uh, the Eternals. Uh, we're going to get more Spider-Man crossing over. Uh, we'll get the Fantastic Four in. It, it's just great. And then while all that great stuff was happening... Uh, Triple H and WWE were like, hey, I mean, we're open to uh, working with other wrestlers. No, you're not, because I don't think Vince is. Uh, you may be open to it, but Vince, I don't think, will be very open to that. So, But if that could actually happen, could like I said, you could then finally take the Survivor Series pay-per-view and actually have some weight behind that pay-per-view. You can have a whole two weeks of WWE wrestlers showing up on Impact or having some AEW people showing up in NXT or having some uh, AEW people showing up on New, New Japan causing a ruckus. And then when we get to the actual Survivor Series pay-per-view, you can have freaking Raw or you can have just WWE Versus AEW versus uh, Impact versus New Japan. Uh, have those teams all battling out in like, what would that be? Like an eight-man tag team match for men and for women. You would have a better women's Survivor Series tag team match than you'd ever had in the history of wrestling. To have those three, those four uh, WWE, AEW, Impact, New Japan. That's four. Four wrestling companies that hopefully that would have a, a what was it? Two people to a T. Just like, it, I don't know if it is an eight-man tag team, but having that for both women and men would be amazing. I would love to see it. I want to see it. Let's make this happen. Anyways. That is all of my ramblings for this week. I thank you for listening. Uh, 
uh, we're almost, we're at the light of this tunnel. Uh, there are vaccines. Uh, they work. Uh, political figures said that they, to prove that these work, they will go on TV or streaming service, not streaming, but like streaming or, you know, wherever you, you could stream something. They'll take a shot in the arm and show it works. And I think that's fantastic. I also think the first wave of the, the uh, vaccines should go to frontline workers throughout the country, not just here in the States, but throughout the country. The first, the first batch should go for uh, all the hospital workers and the rest of the frontline workers so we can, you know, so we can get them have a fighting, have a more fighting chance to start helping other people in the hospitals and, you know, we go down the line from there. That's just my opinion. But, I thank you for listening. Uh, remember to wash your hands, wear a mask, uh, don't forget to love each other, and have a great weekend.